Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Sarah. And this episode is sponsored by Lacey Michelle. So thank you so much. Thank you. Lacey. You the bomb.com girl. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Today we will be discussing chapter eight of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, the Death Day Party. So make sure you have read the chapter and you're ready to dive into the details with us. But before we begin, let's go to Megan for some news. What is it called? Makes Mouse Tales. <laughs> Welcome we- to the Weekly Profit. The Weekly Profit. The Weekly Profit with Megan. You, brought to you by Makes Mouse Tales. <laughs> so, the news this week <laughs> is coming at us from Playbill.com. Yeah. Because Swish and Flick is heading to New York next year. So, I thought it only fair to talk about the new facade for the Lyric Theater that was revealed for Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Well, she's had, like, two airheads. I have. Her tongue is blue. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, has anybody anybody seen the signage? No. Uh, I think I saw in process of putting it up. No. Should I click this link that you're telling me to do? Yeah. So, I see Sarah O'Malley click the link. I tried to do it and I wouldn't... No. I don't know if you guys have seen what the facade looks like in London. Mm, yes. But it looks way better than this. <laughs> oh, I don't think they have a lot of room well, here. Is that why? Well, okay. Probably. So here's the I thing. I feel as if the one in London looks very cohesive, obviously, because they like did everything in their power to make that one be like, you know, Yo, perfect. this is Harry Potter. Um, but they so in London they have like Harry Potter and the Cursed Child the words and then they have like the nest with Albus in it that's like the snitch you know oh yeah 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 why but they have the it nest with about? I don't know and I don't like it I don't really know but does 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 anybody know mm. what does that mean you know maybe it's how he time travels in a nest yeah and are we making are we birds? Albus secretly thinks he's a bird. Maybe he's a he's bird. He's like a bird. Animated. He's going to fly away. But if That's you rare. if you look at the is. new signage, the uh, <laughs> the nest makes a rather odd appearance on the top of 
a building. The next door building? The next door oh, building. Oh, wait, hold on. I am not there yet. Up on the roof. Oh, how weird. Why? Now I have to go back. Why? It looks like an afterthought. They it's ha- like they no, just couldn't it's because fit it. Everything is crammed in New York. Yeah. And there's nothing that can fit. New York City. Sorry, but New like York. But like London. New York City. Is kind of busy like that, but I right? felt like the area where they have that is, is larger. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Blue tongue, Kate. Green. Airheads. Yep. <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't really know if I'm a fan of it. Yeah. But you know, the well, lyric theater itself looks beautiful as the background. Maybe it you'd looks be pretty. a bigger fan of it if you were a fan of. The- Story. Whoa! I don't Whoa. mind the story. I think that I'm the lone wolf over here. Yeah, but you've been you've I'm, been I mean, tapering away. I'm critical of it because there are things that to me just don't make sense. Mm-hmm. But like, I still appreciate. I think that we're like, all yeah. gonna in, enjoy seeing it, enjoying enjoy seeing it, and appreciate it more once we've yeah. seen it in front of us. You know I what agree. I mean? And see it acted out. Yeah. <sighs> don't you yawn at me? Well, y'all are keeping me late. Keeping me late. Keeping me late. <laughs> how many how many weeks later are you now? <laughs> Twenty one. <laughs> I don't know what happened. All right. Is that all we have? That's the weekly profit. All right. The weekly profit. We are Let's make a little song oh. for the weekly profit. That's it right there. The weekly profit. The week week weekly profit. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a wrap now. That's a wrap. Not yet. Still going. Are Just we? Started. Are we going into it? Mm-hmm. Are you doing it or am I doing it? Do I always do it? You, you always, always do, do it. it. Do I really? Yep. I think so. Oh, I'm embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite parts. Is it the recap? Yeah. You should have grabbed the whole recap. Last week, everyone was really good. Do it. I, I literally can't. Do it. I can't. Sarah, would you like to talk about the last episode? How it was the awakening for a Quidditch match. <laughs> you got a bad bye. Let me pee my pants. <laughs> my bad. Sorry. Oh. Okay, Katie, continue. I can't do it. I okay. read to Quidditch. Oh. <clears throat> so last episode, <laughs> Harry was rudely awakened for a Quidditch practice, but they never really got to start it because the Slytherins interrupted it in order to train the new seeker, Draco Malfoy. What? Serious shade was thrown. <laughs> serious, uh, serious shade. Seriously. Uh, Ron tried to curse Malfoy, but he ended up belching up slugs himself. And Harry and Ron had to serve their detentions. But after Harry was finished, he heard a voice, which in the Wizarding World, <laughs> it's not even good there. Isn't that open? All right. So, after a pretty wet and muddy Quidditch practice, Harry comes across a very angry and sick Filch while take, talking to nearly headless Nick. And Harry is taken to his office. Sir Nicholas has Beeves make a ruckus so Harry doesn't get in trouble and asks Harry to attend his death day party with Ron and Hermione on Halloween. They attend the party and after leaving, hoping to catch the end of the feast in the Great Hall, Harry hears the voice again, then discovers the Chamber of Secrets has been opened. Enemies of the air. Beware. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Florence. All right. You're welcome. That was wonderful. 
I'm not crying. You're crying. (laughs) (laughs) October at Hogwarts, guys. Oh, it's October already. It must be one of the greatest things to see. Mm. It's okay. It's one of my favorite months. I don't say it's not one of my favorites. I wanted to get married in that month, but there were no good dates. There was only Halloween that year. Mm. That was open for our venue. Which is cool, but I could see why you wouldn't want to. Marty didn't want it. I was okay with that. But then I was like, who wants to trick or treat on their wedding anniversary with a bunch of kids? (laughs) All right. I just wanted to read Rowling's description of what was happening in October. And if I'm the only one left on this podcast, (laughs) it's because I will have hurt the others so much they can't return. (laughs) We love you. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> Raindrops the size of bullets thundered on the castle windows for days on end. The lake rose, the flower beds turned into muddy streams, and Hagrid's pumpkins swelled to the size of garden sheds. That's incredible. Garden sheds. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. I love that comparison. Oliver Wood's enthusiasm for regular training sessions, however, was not dampened, which is why Harry was to be found late one stormy afternoon, a few days before Halloween, returning to Gryffindor Tower, drenched in the skin, drenched to the skin, not in skin. <laughs> He's drenched in the skin. <laughs> this took a whole new turn, y'all. We're rewriting Harry Potter. It's He's a little more drenched brutal. Drenched in skin. Technically, he is drenched it's like in Hannibal. skin. Is it Hannibal? Who's a guy? Yes, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Barbara beans and bottle candy. All right, we're moving on. So, Madame Pomfrey was kept very busy with six students needing the pepper up potion, which works instantly. And I said that I'm jelly. Can you imagine? Oh, that would be amazing. So, like, that's kind of cool, but at the same time, it sucks. Why? Uh, you're gonna have to give me some some stuff to back that up because you don't have to work when you're sick. Oh my god! <laughs> Slytherin party of one. I was gonna be like, well, then you can't call into work sick. <laughs> Slytherin party of two. There's no excuses if there's the pepper up potion. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I, I have the whooping cough. <laughs> I have the whooping cough. Tiffany, I'm on your side. You okay, know, thank you. <laughs> you know most of our listeners agree with me, I'm just saying. Because <laughs> Slytherin's rule. Why do you want to call in sick rule. when you're in the wizarding world? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a quick break so I can uh, figure this out. Hashtag getting a new Slytherin. <laughs> Taking our uh, resumes now. You know. <laughs> Taking our own resumes now. <laughs> your, your resumes. We would like your resumes, please. Anyways. <laughs> no I, work. No, Megan, I see no what work. you're saying. No play. Makes Homer <laughs> go something, something. <laughs> go crazy? Don't mind if I do. <laughs> All right. We're, we're okay. There's a lot happening right now. I'm sorry. So the pepper up potion, Meg, I get what you're saying. And it leaves you smoking from the ears for several hours. And Percy forces Ginny to go and get some because she has been looking pale. I wonder why. Sarah, do you know? Because she ill. (laughs) (laughs) What was the question? Why she was was on fire? It was rhetorical. (laughs) (laughs) Smoking. (laughs) I didn't say any of that yet, but thank you for paying attention to what's happening on the podcast. You know I don't. I can't pay attention. This is not a Felix file. 
<laughs> it is now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways, so when she took this and she was smoking from the ears, it made her whole head look like it was on fire. Your head is on fire. So I pulled up the pepper up potion on the Harry Potter wikia. <clears throat> and it just says pepper up potion can be used to cure colds and to warm the recipient up. Drinking it can cause steam to come out of the drinker's ears. The potion was invented by Glo- Glover Hipworth. So that's kind of cool. You can just take it when you're like really cold. <clears throat> Dude, I need a lot. Of oh, really? It warms you up? Yeah. That's, oh, that's it, cool. Are you here? No. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> the best part is like, I'm not even doing anything. Oh <laughs> I heard the guy's name is Glover, right? <laughs> no. Are you here? <laughs> I just don't know who she is. <laughs> I don't know if I am either. <laughs> In my defense. Um, I brought up the Potter family because isn't it Did they do the pepper? I feel like there's a connection. And I'm I'm sorry. The the oh, you know, the, the reading is just so long on Pottermore. I'm trying to I think you're right. I'm trying to find it. No, because I pulled it up and it was here. I'm just trying to find where at on the stock that it was. Do you think, or should I say this for a lightning bolt? No, go ahead because I'm going to find this. Do you think that um, if you're like depressed, if you take a pepper up, is that going to make you feel better? How about a cheering charm? Yeah. Or do you think that's like a fake thing? Not like a fake thing, but like just masking the feelings. I don't know. Or the symptoms, I should say. I don't know. I feel like. I don't know. Just things I think about. Nobody mm, really. This is interesting. So the wiki has said answer, that other guy. This says Linfred. Oh, that name does sound familiar when we were talking about the Potter family. Linfred, because it says that historians credit Linfred as the originator of a number of remedies that evolved into potions. Okay, so a remedy that evolved into a potion. Still used to this day, including Skelligrow and Pepper What's Up Potion. What's the difference between a remedy and a potion? I have no idea. Seems like they would be the same thing. But that's mm-hmm. what this says, so... I would think that maybe, like, <clears throat> a remedy might be a cruder potion. Mm, yeah, like the beginning stages of it mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Maybe, like, Down a spell that. and, like, a little bit of a potion, where a potion right. is, like, you, you just need to take the potion and they're fine. I can accept that explanation. Linfred mm-hmm. was a vague and absent-minded fellow whose muggle neighbors often called upon his medicinal oh, services. Right. I remember. Yeah, I remember so Happens tell to the me, Wikia, what's happening with your info? I'm not sure if I'm going to use them anymore. I mean... I go to the Wikia if like, I, I can't you. find anything anywhere else. And then like, I will I will say, comes from the Wikia. <laughs> yeah, but I'm Take with a grain of salt. Like, but, I wonder how they got that. So, yeah, like where'd it come from? Maybe they made it up. I actually invented the pepper up potion. It was me. Myself. It was actually a swish and flick. We all worked well as a team. Hmm. Well, listeners, you tell me what you think. Who gets credited with it? Linfred of Stinchcomb or this Glover, Glover guy? Worth. Anywho, moving on. Okay, moving on. Yes, please. So Fred and George had been spending their time spying on the Slytherin team because the new new brooms, and they said they looked like seven greenish <laughs> blurs. I got you, Katie. Because they were all flying so fast, shooting through the air like missiles. Missiles. 
Except that's not how you pronounce it, but... <laughs> the baby's moving a lot. It's tickling. <laughs> Tell that baby to go to sleep. It's no, past its No, I love when the baby moves <laughs> Little bear cub. All right. Um, so Harry... This is after practice. So he's, quote, squelched. I can hear it in my like yes. when I think about it. Along the corridor after his practice, and he meets up with nearly headless Nick. Nearly headless. You know what I was thinking about when I was reading this? He doesn't like to be called nearly headless Nick. And I was thinking to myself, Joe, you know he doesn't like to be called that, and yet you still call him that when you're writing about him. And I think that's kind of rude. Mm. Just thinking. Okay. We talked about ghosts a lot on a Felix file, correct? Yeah, I think the Hogwarts episode. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. We touched on it. Okay. So, Nearly Headless Nick is a partially decapitated resident ghost of Gryffindor Tower. And the more on this reread that I go back, he is such a kind, Mm -hmm. I was going to say person, but ghost. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he's cool. He is so nice. He's like a mentor, almost. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, and I love the concept art on here because, you know, when you see him in the movies, obviously, you know, they can't. Are you talking about on Pottermore? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how long and dark and curly his hair was. Mm -hmm. Um, I really enjoy that a lot, actually. Um, so there's a lot about like the little different stills and then some more like, I think this is, um, new illustrations on Pottermore of him welcoming them into the death day party, which is a really cool picture to see. That's how I pictured it actually, which is yeah. sweet. I always pictured it like the scene in the haunted mansion when you're riding it and the oh. ghosts are dancing and there's like a long table with all of his food and they're like hanging from the chandeliers and just like swooping around everywhere. Yeah. Um, so, of course, his full name is Sir Nicholas de Mimsey Porpington. That is quite a name. Yes. Yes. Thank you for agreeing with me. His house is Gryffindor. His skills, providing directions around Hogwarts Castle. I wonder what made him decide to be a ghost. Do you decide that? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. How did we, when did we learn that? In after, seven, I think. I thought we learned it after... Oh, and five. After Sirius. After Sirius, yeah. yeah, I didn't rewrite that one in a long time. He wouldn't have wanted to. Because Harry wonders if he'll see Sirius or something. Yeah. Heartbreaking, yes. You know how they, being the, you know, infamous they, say that, like, after you, like, if you believe in an afterlife, like, after you die, you know everything. Mm -hmm. Like, you know how everything works, you know. What's true? Is there like a higher being or like what? whatever? You know everything. So I wonder if, say, all of that is true within the wizarding world after Sirius died, if he knew what his role would be in Seven and going to comfort mm. Harry as he walked to Voldemort. Yeah, probably. I like that. I like it too. So he knew. Just heartbreaking. He needed, he had a purpose right, to right. fulfill. Yeah. Ooh. Also, come on. He would not come back and not be kicking it with James somewhere. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. Unless I wonder, like, if there's a certain time frame that you have to decide that. So, like, yeah. if, when Sirius dies, could they both have been, like, you, let's you be ghosts. board a train. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe Harry's was just different because he could go one way or the other. Yeah. Maybe that way there was, like, two trains into the afterlife. 
But how do you become like a poltergeist? Like, is there like three trains? Like, <laughs> no, you go on, you go as a ghost, you go as a poltergeist. Because poltergeists, they're, they're kind of they're like, different. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're more solidified. But like, yeah. but what else makes them different? Because we don't know much past that. We know that they are a spirit, just like a ghost is a spirit. But but ghosts, are they, or are they more... kind of like a ghoul? Where like they're not they maybe maybe he was never a person maybe he was always just a poltergeist mm, I don't know. know are they always that I don't know I guess I'll, I could I'd have just like made that up but I could say a fun fact about Sirius and the Veil I was convinced that he was coming back out oh same convinced also because yeah, I, I like love noisy that Dumbledore didn't die too yeah. the name poltergeist is German in origin and roughly translates as noisy ghost. Hmm. So, but although it is not strictly speaking a ghost at all, a poltergeist is an invisible entity that moves objects, slam doors, and creates other audible kinetic disturbances. It has been reported in many cultures that there is a strong association with the places where young people, especially adolescents, are living. Explanations for the phenomenon vary all the way up to supernatural to scientific. There's a ton more on Peeves. <clears throat> but I believe that is for us to discover at a later date when we have time and not to get off of this yeah. episode so far. Yeah, because this is going to be a longer type, a longer episode probably. Right. Um, his hobbies, back to Nearly Headless Nick, reenacting his botched beheading. Death, 31st of October, 1492. Columbus sailing that ocean blue. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but... I just thought it's interesting because there's so many dates in this book that are so not so many dates, but so many events that are important that happen on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of them. Incompletely beheaded, hit 45 times in the neck with a blunt axe. Ouch. So there's yeah. your neck. All right. 45 times. Wouldn't you get tired? He Honestly. says it was very painful. Do we know why? Uh-uh. Why oh, yes. he was killed? I'll talk about it. Girl, yes. Anyways, Nick was mumbling about not fulfilling the requirements. Half an inch, he kept muttering. And so I wanted to talk about his outfit a little bit. He was wearing a dashing plumed hat on his long curly hair, a tunic with a ruff. He was pale as smoke and see-through. And um, if you don't know what a plume is, it's a large feather. I didn't, so thank you. You didn't know that? Gosh. In marching band, we had hats with giant plumes. We looked really cool. Anyways, (laughs) Nick tells him that he looks troubled. And then he says the same to Nick, (laughs) which I think I wrote that twice. Yep. (laughs) But I changed it in my wording. Um, And so he had a look of bitterness on his face. And then he went right into his rant about his 40 being hit 45 times with a blunt axe and how it doesn't qualify him to join the headless hunt. And here he has absolutely no idea what he's talking about. So he's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, okay. And so um, I think Nick probably knew that Harry had, like, no idea what he was talking about. So he goes into his pocket and he pulls out the letter. And it says, we can only accept huntsmen whose heads have parted company with their bodies. You will appreciate that it would be impossible otherwise for members to participate in hunt activities such as horseback head juggling and head polo. It is with the greatest regret, therefore, that I must inform you that you do not fulfill our requirements. With the very best wishes, Sir Patrick Delaney Podmore. 
Podmore? I Pod-a-more? thought of it when I read it. <laughs> mm. Me likes. Podmore podcast? Yes, Sarah. I agree with Patrick. Well, yeah. I mean, it makes sense that he can't participate in those I mean, things. It right. kind of sucks, but I just you're feel not bad. Headless. Like, why can't you sit out like two events? Like, come on. I think that's all they do, though. Like, that's their thing is they have their heads in their hands. Yeah. I just feel bad. Yeah. Because he has, like, no place. Where does he belong? With ghosts who have heads. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the headless ghosts ever lose you're their so heads. So clever. <laughs> oh, if they like Do they have any somewhere? headless um, horsemen? Like horses? Oh, that's sad. How do animals choose to be? Do they choose to be ghosts? I don't ever think I've ever heard about an animal being a ghost. Have you guys? Yes, because they're riding in on horses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. I guess I didn't think about that. Because <laughs> it literally says yeah. yeah about them riding in. Yeah, no, I know. And obviously with the names of the game. I don't know. That's weird. All I can think of now is Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Dozen ghost horses, each ridden by a headless horseman. I don't know. I don't know. Things to think about. I don't want to think about that. Well, Tiffany, sometimes you have to think about hard things like that. Sad things. This is two episodes in a row. Sometimes <laughs> life is sad. Facts. Um, so after reading the letter and a second rant, he asks what's troubling Harry. And if there's anything that he can do for him. Harry, too, was sad that he didn't get to be a part of the headless. <laughs> that is exactly why Harry was upset. <laughs> and so Harry mentions the seven free Nimbus 2001s because that's what's weighing on his mind. And as he's um, talking, his sentence is cut off by some mewling. I love that mewling. I feel like it's meaner than that. But that's what a mew sounds like. Mm. But she's I nasty. She does those chirpy things. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Mrs. Norris, who is... Cats who sound like monkeys. No, but for real. We Miss, have one of those. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Norris, who is skeletal gray with yellow lamp-like eyes. Aren't you glad I put my stars in there? Yes, it really helps. <laughs> <laughs> and so Nick warns Harry that Filch has the flu. So I wrote, no pepper up potion for you. <laughs> I don't know. He probably won't take it because he wants to complain. But do Honestly, they work on muggles? He's not a muggle. I know, but he's a squib, right? No, they do work on muggles because we just read on Pottermore that that mm-hmm. Linfred guy would help the muggles. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. With his medicinal Does stuff. pepper up mm. not work on something like the flu? Is it just like a cold thing? Maybe. Yeah. Like maybe it doesn't work on a more viral <laughs> sickness. We're getting real sciencey <laughs> here, guys. I don't know. Oh, that's fair true. Point. Like if you think about it, like, you, fair point. you know, don't you antibiotics? antibiotics. I could. I want to say antibacterial. And that's what antibiotics will not work if it's a virus. Mm. The virus just kind of has to go away on its own. Yeah antibiotics will kill bacteria. But like this is the wizarding world. They live I to know, be a hundred million years old. I understand old. that. <laughs> but I'm saying I agree with her. Like I wonder if there's like a difference if it's like but a why wouldn't versus. They, yeah. But I wonder why wouldn't Miss Pomfrey like like come on. I don't know man. Maybe he, he was know. just so snotty he didn't want to take it or maybe he didn't ask for it and they didn't want to offer it or something. Pun intended I about honestly, him being snotty. Yes. <laughs> I honestly yes. bet that it, he just wanted to complain. Oh, so he's for not sure. Take it. 
Come on, Phil. to be miserable. Oh, I am feeling sick. <laughs> <laughs> he would say it meaner than that. Um. Anyways, and he has been cleaning frog brains. That, that. third. <laughs> year splattered all over the ceiling of Dungeon 5. Sure, we'll do 5. <laughs> Harry, who was covered in mud, needed to get out quick. But Filch burst through the tapestry to Harry's right, looking for a rule breaker because of the mewling. Megan? Mew. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing a thick tartan scarf around his head and his nose was unusually purple. Tapestry. Are we where I think we are or is... No. I don't think what, so. Like I think that this is like... What? I what? think it's like the first floor. What floor yeah, is that? The first floor. What? That's on the fifth. Fifth. Okay. The room of requirements on the seventh. I was going to say, isn't it on the seventh? Oh, is it? Is yeah. It? I thought Gryffindor Tower was the seventh. I think I you're correct, but I believe the rumor requirement is on the seventh floor. Oh. Things we need to know and nail down. I think we said seven we'll like three times. find that out later. True. Anyway. It says it's located on the seventh floor. Woo! So we are not. So I know there was tapestries like all over the place, but I just yeah. thought it was an interesting thing to put. Yeah. So I didn't know if I could make a connection, and I could not. You tried. Sometimes we cannot, friends. It was a valiant effort. Thank you. Anyway, so he's bursting through. He says, filth! And his jowls were a quiver. (laughs) And he had had enough. And poor Harry had to take the brunt of filch fury. I love that. I am labeling it filch fury because it happens. I like it. So much. Just like the Potter effect. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We have filch fury. And so he took Harry into his office to make an example out of him. And so I wanted to read just a quick... um, Description of the office. Harry had never been inside Filch's office before. It was a place most students avoided. The room was dingy and windowless, lit by a single oil lamp dangling from the low ceiling. A faint smell of fried fish lingered about the place. Wooden filing cabinets, wooden filing cabinets, (laughs) stood around the walls. From their labels, Harry could see that they contained details of every pupil Filch had ever punished. Fred and George Weasley had an entire drawer to themselves. A highly polished collection of change and change chains and is it manacles? I think so. Hung from the wall behind Filch's desk. It was common knowledge that he was always begging Dumbledore to let him suspend students by their ankles from the ceiling. You're a creep. Yeah, Mr. Filch. <laughs> oh, you went two different ways on that. Yep. One went TLC, you guys went cringe. <laughs> oh, man. And so while Harry's in there, um, Filch is muttering while he gathered what he needed. He says, dung, great sizzling dragon bogeys, frog brains, rat intestines. Are those all the things that he was cleaning up that day, I wonder? Because frog Maybe. brains is in there, so... But Dong. Where, where did the dragon bogies come from? What are we doing with maybe, dragon bogies? Maybe they're an ingredient. How Great. do you get those? How do you get like? Do you just blood? go up to it with like a shovel? <laughs> just like shovel out some. No, bogues? you go up to it and you blow some pepper on their nose. <laughs> <laughs> Your life is a cartoon. <laughs> 
those in the I see Meg like sneaking up to it like a sleeping dragon. Remember, like just in their face. And then run! Oh my god, I love it. No, you gotta collect them. You have to, you can't run until after they sneeze. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends. Learn about a new culture. Want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac- acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. Didn't you, wouldn't you think fire would come out? I don't know. Sizzling maybe. dragon bogies. See, they're, they're on fire. Their snot is on fire. fire. <laughs> <laughs> I was there with you. <laughs> you made me do it. Oh man. <laughs> maybe oh, we can gosh. ask Charlie. Oh god. Charlie. Charlie collects dragon. What is bogies. that commercial like? Hello, Charlie, with the the stuff in a can. <laughs> What? Oh, I don't Charlie know. Yeah. Oh. The, the fish? Charlie. Isn't that how he says it? Cheer up, Charlie. Okay. Harry Potter. What happens Cheer next? Cheer up, Charlie. That's a long song, and I always fast forward through Wait, it. Boo. I can't stand it. <laughs> All right. Anyways, Filch took out a long roll of parchment and got to work. And I just said that this is not fair to Harry. Because no. all he was doing was, like, I guess he probably didn't know that spell, like, what, Scorchify? To clean himself Mm -hmm. off, but... He'll learn it. Yeah. 
Anyways, um, so the crime that he was being written up for was befouling the castle. <laughs> Filch should get the And he's like, it's that. just a bit of mud. He's like, it's just a bit of mud to you. Like, he's just, he's had it. He's done. Yeah. He's just, Harry was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Seriously, though. And I feel like that happens all the time. Yeah. It's just the nature of Harry. Story of Harry's it's life. It's a Harryism. <laughs> and so as Filch went to continue to write a loud bang on the ceiling above him happened and Filch yells <laughs> sorry you should see it on the thing it's awesome and he took off leaving Harry along in the office but it's supposed to say alone I love when I just type and it's stupid <laughs> and so I am um, Rowling in her good form gives a little quick Peeves recap. So Peeves was a school poltergeist screening airborne menace who lived to cause havoc and distress. Harry didn't much like Peeves, but couldn't help feeling grateful for his timing. Hopefully whatever Peeves had done, and it sounded as though he had wrecked something very big this time, it would distract Filch from Harry. Well, good job. And so thinking that he should wait for Her- for Filch to return, good boy Harry, he sinks into one of the moth-eaten chairs and he spots a large glossy purple envelope with silver letters on the desk Ooh. intrigue i wonder what it is well let's uh let's dive into that there lady all right we find out that it is a quick spell letter and i'm gonna read what it says where can i get one of those Quick Spell, a correspondence course in beginner's magic. (laughs) I had to turn the page, sorry. (laughs) Pause for dramatic effect. Right. Feel out of step in the world of modern magic? Find yourself making excuses not to perform simple spells? Ever been taunted for your woeful wand work? There is an answer. Quick Spell is an all-new, fail-safe, quick result, easy learn course. Hundreds of witches and wizards have benefited from the quick spell method. Madam Z. Nettles of Topsham writes, I had no memory for incantations and my potions were a family joke. (laughs) Now, after a quick spell course, I am the center of attention at parties and friends beg for the recipe of my scintillation solution. Skin. Covered in skin. (laughs) Warlock DJ Prod of Didsbury says, My wife used to sneer at my feeble charms, but one month into your fabulous, 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 fabulous quick spell course, and I succeeded in turning her into a yak. Oh my god. Thank wow. you, quick spell. Why a yak? Let's yak I about wonder. that. So. Um, Harry reads this, uh, and it kind of reminds me of like an infomercial. Oh know? yeah, I love infomercials. <laughs> like the baseboard buddy. Yeah, I was just gonna say that <laughs> baseboard buddy. I want one of those. Can okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was real though, you guys. <laughs> no, it's funny. Sham we were wow. Just, we were just I would rearranging love wow. our room, and Katie was like, "I never thought I would say this, but I wish that I had a baseboard buddy." I don't but know what real. a baseboard buddy is. It, it just cleans, cleans your baseboards. No, you don't. No, and it's it's real and it's needed. 
ShamWow. The thing I love about infomercials is they make things look like a huge struggle. Oh my like god, pouring, Joey! Like the one where they're pouring pasta and like they're fumbling and it falls all over. I've never had an issue pouring pasta, like cleaning, like pouring my pasta into a calendar to drain it. I've never had an issue. The episode like, of Friends. Yeah, you're the guy who couldn't drink milk. <laughs> Doesn't know how to drink milk. Or like there's the one where like I, all I remember is the old lady bends over to tie her shoe, but she can't. Her back starts hurting. Oh my gosh! I, just, I love a good infomercial. <laughs> Um, so anyway, Harry like looks through the rest of the contents and he is thinking to himself, why on earth would Filch want a quick spell course? Like, is he not a proper wizard? Um, nope. <laughs> there's a lesson that's in there. It says lesson one, holding your wand, some useful tips. And then Filch came back. So Harry just kind of like tosses it back on the desk. That's such a guy thing. Yeah. And Filch immediately knows that he was reading it. Um, he becomes like super self-conscious, like his whole persona changes. Like Harry is expecting him to be super, but he's actually just kind of like super what? embarrassed, super embarrassed. Yeah. Oh, okay. What? I was yawning. What? No, cause she's not a fan that she said the P word. <laughs> you better boing that. I will say, like, I feel like He's I would. really mad, man. <laughs> He's real angry. He's real mad. Um, Bird don't like him. So, anyway, he Bird then real becomes super self-conscious and basically lets Harry off with a warning. Which he yeah. should he have just done wants Harry anyway. To, he should have been like, yo. Yeah. But we're talking about Phil. sucks for me. Yeah. Bruh. So, Harry <laughs> runs away, not believing his luck, and runs into nearly headless Nick. And Nick is like, did it work? And Harry, like, didn't really know what he was talking about at first. But then he was like, oh, I had Peeves crash a cabinet right above his office. (laughs) The vanishing cabinet. This is how it gets broken. That's how it gets broken, friends. You know, you would think that, like, if something's broken, throw it out. Nope, not the Hogwarts. How do you think? Hashtag Hogwarts the Hoarder. But really. But really. The room of requirement but is really. like a hoarder's dream. How Oof. does she how does Because she this, do is, this? Does this she is this is go back through her books and she's like, I'm gonna pull it. Or does she already know? I think she already I think knows. she already knew. This is it's just crazy of me. Um it's yeah, it's crazy that this is chamber and this vanishing cabinet doesn't become important until half blood prince. Six. Half- this is two. It's a lot Four, of in between numbers, yeah. y'all. It books later, she told. Um, I almost called him Seamus. Severus Snape about the ending of. Yeah, yeah. she knew. Okay, she knew I get go. that though. But I get that. I get that you could see how a series would end. This is a freaking sm- not a small detail, but it's a smaller detail. Right. And she does it with even smaller details. The woman is a genius. You hating. J.K. Rowling's gonna do her thing. <laughs> She's riding dirty, guys. Yeah. So no, but honestly, can we just take a moment? Massive her. queen, massive foreshadowing yes. here. Well done, Joe. Yes. Well done. Um, we tip our imaginary hats to you. I ma'am. tip my mm-hmm. plumed hat. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, were ya? Yeah, I was. Okay. So to thank Nick for doing that, Harry oh, thank says, you, Nick. <laughs> what? <laughs> Harry says that he wishes that there was something he could do about the headless hunt. But then Nick is like, 
well, Harry is way like he, nice. he well, he, he doesn't he I would say something like that. Like I would be like, oh, you know, if, you know, if there's anything I ever could You're do for you. And then you someone, know what I would do. I'd be like, thanks. Bye. Same. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, Nick, you the bomb. I'm going down to my common room in the dungeons. All the dungeons. But I guess like. It's like when someone's like, okay, I got you this time. Like, you know, you just owe me a favor in the future. And they're like, no, I'm going to cash that in right now. Like, you need to go and, like, do this for me. It's just so fast. Well, actually. You probably had it all planned out. You can come to my death day party. It's going to be my 500th death day on Halloween. Skip that feast. Come on down to my death day party. Never get a good Halloween feast in. I would have been like, you know what, Nick? I... I know it's like not today, but I just have so much homework. (laughs) (laughs) True. True. Uh, So, yeah, he agrees to go with Ron and Hermione because Nick invites them as well. Yeah, he drags them in. And he goes down there instead of the feast. Well, Hermione's all excited about it. Hermione? Ron, well, right, because it's like a learning opportunity for her, right? Um, Ron doesn't understand why anyone would want to celebrate the day that they died. Just ask Myrtle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then Harry did try to tell or thought about telling Ron and Hermione a couple times about the quick spell letter, but he never got around to it. See, what I'd have ratted him out real fast. Oh yeah, he was gonna, but then Fred and George are playing with the salamander. salamander. That was oh the fire. Fi- oh, a salamander. You know who looks like a salamander? Ed Sheeran. Does he really? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I've heard that before. I don't even know what that means. How do you look like a lizard? I'll show you. There is a picture. Oh, that reminds me of Arrested Development. It's his glasses. They make him look like a lizard. Plus, he's self-conscious. No? No one? Nope. Listeners, please help me here. So we go ahead. No. No! So we move ahead to Halloween. Smack you. And Harry is regretting his decision to go to the death day party. Yeah, I would too. I would be really upset because he missed it last year because of that stupid troll. In the dungeon! But you ought to know. But like, really? (laughs) Like, can the boy not have a proper feast? No. I mean, he had Christmas. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but like Halloween's feasts are different. such a huge thing at Hogwarts. And like Halloween also, in the Wizarding World. Yeah. He also missed the start of term feast this year. True. The, the boy kid. needs a feast. He needs a feast. So He's but Hermione Hermione's like, mm. you know, you promised you have to go. Mm-hmm. But um I love Hermione. I always love Joe's descriptions during holidays, so I yes. wanted to read it. Do it. The Great Hall had been decorated with the usual live bats. Hagrid's vast pumpkins had been carved into lanterns large enough for three men to sit in, and there rumor there were rumors that Dumbledore had booked a troop of dancing skeletons for the entertainment. Yes. Do you think that all the bats have been treated for rabies? <laughs> oh my god. No, I think they're rabies ridden and I think it's a game to avoid getting rabies. Mm. Okay. <laughs> And if you do, you have to catch, like, the antidote. And, like, and <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but it could be a, the wrong antidote. Ooh. What are you guys even talking about right Rabies now? and Halloween. What are you talking about? This is normal. Babies. <laughs> <laughs> I said babies, not rabies. So the trio turn away from this marvelous-looking display of decorations and yummy candy and food. I would have just been late. I would have been like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to go to the feast. 
eat some food, and then I'll be down at the death day party. True. So they go down to the dungeons in the Let's hallway. I wouldn't go. The, the hallway is lined That's with also true. jet black candles with bright blue flames. Oh, that was a bad one. Oh, I can't do it. Um, the music, thank, thank you. you, sounded like a thousand fingernails scraping uh, a black. A thousand. Thank is that you. A, a number? Sure. It yes. is. <laughs> one, two, three, a thousand. Okay. The dungeon was full of hundreds of pearly white translucent people, mostly drif- drifting around a cloud. A crowded <laughs> dance floor, <laughs> waltzing to a dreadful, quavering sound of 30 musical saws. Played by an orchestra on a raised black draped platform. Black. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes more. I know. A chandelier overhead blazed midnight blue with a thousand more black candles. <laughs> <laughs> Their breath rose in a, a mist. Mine says a must. Before them, it was like stepping into a freezer. <laughs> that was really intense with the bell. Um, so we also learn, or we meet Moaning Myrtle for the first time here. Moaning Myrtle. And Hermione wants to avoid her because she haunts one of the toilets in the girl's bathroom and it's hard to take a pee when she's wailing at you. I love that she said that. I know. Because I don't remember that at all. I I was like, oh, Hermione, you said pee. (laughs) It's such a bad word. Well, I just it's weird coming from her kind of read it for some reason it just like it was you off guard it well yeah it did so the food display there they get excited because they think that at least this party sucks but at least there's food (laughs) however it's a table full of large rotten fish uh burned cake bun red bun red cakes that's how i (laughs) typed it a maggoty haggis furry green moldy cheese and the an best enormous, kind of cheese is moldy cheese. An enormous gray cake in the shape of a shake. <laughs> the shape of a tombstone. I'm in love with the shape of that cake. I'm in love with the shape of you. Yeah, you are. Okay. So they kind of guess like maybe it's rotted to give it a stronger flavor. And Harry even asks one of the ghosts, like, can you even taste it? And he's like, almost. Almost. How sad is that? Why even have it, man? You know what that reminds me of? In Pirates of the Caribbean in the first one, Curse of the Black Pearl, when they were like, um, Captain Barbosa's like, yeah, like we, after they like stole the, the, the gold, they're like, we can almost taste like, I, we miss like the taste of an apple. We miss the taste, like they, they can eat it, but they don't taste anything. Ugh. He's like, it turns to ash in our mouth. I'm like, oh my God. I wouldn't come yeah. back as Years. a ghost. They lived like that because I couldn't eat food. Right. Yeah, honestly, that's sad. So I would probably come back to be like, I'm scaring y'all. <laughs> if anybody were to also haunt a toilet, it would be Sarah. <laughs> yeah. She'd be like, hey there, I can see you peeing. I would, probably, I would probably go and like make fart noises while they're in the bathroom to like people. I could also like, see you going into the prefix bathroom and like jumping in the bathtub. I'd be like, yeah. cannibal! <laughs> Watch me do a backflip. Oh and a front flip. And a side flip. I'm going to do a triple axel <laughs> into the bathtub. Oh my god! Triple sow cow. <laughs> Triple lutz, isn't that one? I think the so. Olympics are on, so you know. we, we pretend to know what we're watching. <laughs> True. All right. So we're going to talk about a little bit of uh, Sir Nicholas. So Sir Nicholas de Mimsy Porpentine. 
<laughs> porcupine? Porcupine. AKA nearly headless Nick led a chappy life, but I'm ch- he was originally born in the 15th century to a family of nobles, which left, which he left at the age of 11 to attend Hogwarts. He was sorted into Gryffindor, the house that hundreds of years later he would go on to represent as house ghost. So I wonder who the house ghost was when he was um, in school then. Yeah, that's weird. After, or maybe they didn't have one. After Hogwarts, Nick found himself as a wizard at the royal court, who was also knighted. Who also knighted him. He was friendly with Muggles, including a lady in waiting from the court, Lady oh. Grieve who would ultimately be the cause of his doom. The story goes that Nick met Grieve while strolling in the park and being the friendly chap that he was or is, insisted that he could fix her crooked teeth with magic. But the spell backfired and she instead started to grow a tusk. Nick was then arrested and sentenced to death, a botched beheading that, because of a dull axe, took 45 hacks to kill him but still didn't sever his head from his body. Hence the nickname Nearly Headless Nick. And it says somewhere, maybe it's in the book, that he was like, it was very painful. Um, well, I would assume so. Yeah, because, I mean, the first couple of them, you're going to feel them before you bleed out. Started to get a little gross, everybody. But, um, but. So Tiffany kind of talked about it a little bit, about his, um, like, when he died and his hobbies and such things and his skills of... I feel like I don't like that Pottermore does this. Like, oh, his skills are providing directions around Hogwarts Castle. Is that all he was good for? Like, what did he do when he was alive? Like, yeah, did he just was he just around the court and everything? I feel like he was like a just things I think about. I don't know, not like I, don't know. I feel like he was like a fancy guy and just went to parties and stuff. Like, just being at court. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like he really didn't much else. Yeah, he seems like. Like he went and got his hair did every day. Okay. <laughs> what? It's just funny. Um, so I think it's like interesting that he seems like he's a pretty friendly ghost, like all year round. And then it comes to his death day party. And um, he just seems like very, I guess, I mean, I guess it is the anniversary of his death. So like, he seems really sad. And then why uh, is he throwing a party though? It's his 500th yeah. man. It's his, yeah. So he's like, he says to them, my dear friends, he said mournfully, welcome, welcome. So pleased you could come. Like he's very sad, like mourning his own death. He wants to see his ghost bros. <laughs> <laughs> and as we all know, he really wants to be part of the um, headless hunt. Part of your world. <laughs> I want to be where the people no heads are. <laughs> I want to see, want to see them rolling. <laughs> rolling it down the stairs. <laughs> God, it's so funny. And riding on a horse. Okay, we can go all night with this. Try us. And so, like, right when he's about to, um, like, do his little speech, um, that's when they come in. But you meet in the meantime, Moaning Myrtle. So Hermione immediately sees her and she's like, oh my God, no, we have to stay away. Like, I don't want to talk to her. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like they never, obviously, because they're not girls, so they're not in the, the uh, a bathroom. And she's like, she haunts one of the toilets in the girls' bathroom. <laughs> haunts a toilet? <laughs> God, I love it. And um, so I figured I could describe her a little bit. In the book, it says that she's a squat ghost of a girl. Squat. Yes. Squat. She, had, she does not squat in the movie. Oh, no. So you know who else is described as squat? Umbridge. Uh-huh. Interesting. Mm. 
Um, she had the gloomiest face Harry had ever seen, half hidden behind lank hair and thick, pearly spectacles. Did you um, guys know the girl who played Moaning Myrtles like in her 30s yep. whenever she played her? Mm-hmm. Yep. Weird. She was also in um, that movie with... Um, those other people? No, that British movie. <laughs> with those other with British the, people? With, um, God, her, the girl, she's not British. This is the main character. I can't think of her name. Good Sorry. call, Sarah. Hugh Grant's in it, and so is Colin Firth. Um, and it, the new one just came out, something, something, a baby. There's three movies. <laughs> Bridget Jones. Yes, Bridget Jones. <laughs> I was going to say three men and a baby. <laughs> something, something, so baby. Moaning something, Myrtle's something fact died. file. Her full name is Myrtle Elizabeth Warren. She is a Ravenclaw. Her hobbies include haunting the girls' bathroom. But nothing it, else? It should say, and crying. Oh. And I won't tell you how she died because I don't want to spoil things for you. But I do think of like... <laughs> I, I, I was almost like, so wait, how did she die? <laughs> so considerate, Sarah. Well, so I'm thinking like... I'll say this. She died crying. So is that why she's so like tearful Maybe. and like on always like crying and always on the verge of tears in her ghostdom? things they think about so in an article on Pottermore so the first one I read about Nearly Headless Snake um, they also it's called The Secret Lives of the Hogwarts Ghost I believe um, and I put it in there so it has his stuff in it and it has talks about Moaning Myrtle and it says before she was Hogwarts most uh, impassioned ghost Moaning Myrtle was an unhappy miserable and picked upon child born in the late 1920s to muggle-born parents Myrtle Warren started her Hogwarts life in the early 1940s where she was sorted into Ravenclaw she had no friends and was bullied relentlessly because of her glasses and acne but she would soon have all eternity to get her own back there's a sad picture of her literally crying above a toilet. Um, Myrtle's transition from lonely student to eccentric ghost was thanks to the Chamber of Secrets. Um, having been teased by her fellow student, Olive Hornby, she hid in the first floor girls' toilets and began sobbing in one of the stalls. And then, I thought Olive Hornby was a boy for a really long time and then realized it's a girl. And then, you know, it tells how Fun she story. died. Um... Her body was later found by Hornby, whose discovery would haunt her both figuratively and literally, for Myrtle returned as a ghost and immediately started to torment her. After a complaint to the Ministry of Magic, Myrtle was consigned to the bathroom forever. So that's interesting. So they can, like, force them to, like, stay wherever. It's cool. I didn't know that. I did not know that either. All right, so Nick's about to start his speech, but the headless hunt begins, um, and through the wall, 12 ghost horses, each with a headless horseman, burst. The group was um, headed by a large ghost who held his bearded head under his arm, blowing a horn. He is Sir Patrick Delaney Podmore, and I do, well, when I read it, I was thinking like Podmore, Pottermore. Seeing the trio, or as he called them, the Livens, he does a trick where he does this fake jump of astonishment so his head falls off and everybody laughs, except for Nick. Patrick tells um, Harry not to mind Nick. He's just mad that he wouldn't let Nick join the headless hunt. Harry tries to tell Pat that he thinks Nick is very frightening. Pat has none of it and says that I bet you he told you to say that. (laughs) Poor Nick. So um, Nick begins his speech finally, but it's soon interrupted by the headless hunt playing head hockey. The trio sneak out of the room and start to go to the great hall to catch the end of the feast when Harry hears the voice again. And I'm going to read from the book. Ron is hoping that pudding is not finished yet. Rip. Damn. Kill. Snake sound. 
So they hear it in the same voice, the same cold, murderous voice they heard in Lockhart's office. <clears throat> um, Ron and Hermione have no idea what Harry is hearing. They can't hear it. And he's like, it's that voice again. Shut up a minute. So hungry. Yes. For so long. Snake sounds. Time Hello. to kill. <laughs> <laughs> so Ron and, Harry, Ron and Hermione can't. <laughs> Can't hear anything but follow Harry up to the second floor where they see a shiny writing on the wall and a puddle of water on the floor. Uh-oh. Written on the wall is the Chamber of Secrets has been opened. Enemies of the air, beware. You saw the writing on the wall. And it was looking in this chapter to see like if it tells you what it's written in, and it does not in this chapter. And I almost looked ahead, but I'm like, I don't feel like doing that. Oh, wow. Don't spoil it. Um, Underneath, hanging from the torch bracket on the wall by its tail is Mrs. Norris. She was stiff as a board and her eyes wide and staring. So the trio try to leave, um, but as they're like, oh, shoot, we shouldn't be here because something crazy just happened. Ron? Does Ron say that? I don't remember. No one says it in the book, I don't think. No, No, someone does. I think it was Ron. Oh, Ron says, trust me. Um, we don't want to be found yeah. here, but it's too late. A rumble as though of distant thunder told them that the feast had just ended. From either end of the corridor where they stood came the sounds of hundreds of feet climbing the stairs and the loud, happy talk of well-fed people. <laughs> Next moment, students were crashing into the passage from both ends. So uh, they try to leave, but everyone's leaving the hall. So they're soon surrounded by all the students and who um, are silent once they like see what's happening which they really don't know what's happening. They just see the trio and some writing on the wall and a cat hanging from it. Then someone shouted through the quiet, enemies of the air, beware. You'll be next, mudbloods. It was Draco Malfoy. I just love that you're Draco Malfoy. Why? (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell you why. So he pushed to the front of the crowd, um, his cold eyes alive, his usually bloodless face flushed Mm, mm. as he grinned at the sight of the hanging immobile Mm. cat. So my question is, that's so telling. Why are you up on the second floor when you're Slytherin and your place is way down in the dungeons? Why are you up there? That's why I put why. I have no idea. Mind your business. Well, he was at the feast. But yeah, I guess why, why is going up? Yeah, yeah. Correct. That's what I'm saying. You gotta, gotta get up to get down. Okay. Well. <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea. Because it's in the book. Because she wrote it that way. I know. But like, why are you up here? Mind your P's and Q's, bro. Maybe he knew it was going to happen. No. No, he didn't. He didn't. Spoiler alert, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just was thinking, I'm like, I never like really thought about it before. Maybe so he like, was like trying to like get some girl. I think he was literally being like, I don't know, following the crowd. He doesn't seem like a leader to me. Maybe he was trying to like hang out after hours. Yeah. Why are they all coming from one direction? Moving staircases? Yeah, but they're just going to run into each other. I don't know. I don't know. They're dumb kids. (laughs) (laughs) They're dumb kids. You dumb kid. (laughs) I don't know. All right. Lightning bolt round. Y'all. What would you serve at your death day party? What rotten food would you want? Pizza. Rotten pizza? Rotten steak. (laughs) (laughs) These rotten kids. (laughs) Serve up these ch- <laughs> chicken parmesan. Ooh. What I want mac and cheese. Mm. Mac and cheese. 
I don't like mac and cheese that much. Y'all Neither are like into it, and I'm like, I'm okay on it, guys. Yeah. I can have it once a year, and I'd be fine. Yeah, maybe. Give me some craft. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoy a good box of craft mac. See, it ain't that bad. Only the extra creamy. Thick and creamy. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I would eat. It's probably something with potatoes. You know what I would love? Some sausage. Well, besides that, my grandmother I think that made you're the disappoint best. Disappoint all of our listeners if you don't say sausage. That's sausage. true. <laughs> They're going to be really upset if you're not eating my, sausage. My grandmother used to make. Um, she's now deceased, but used to make potato pancakes. Mm-hmm. But like from like a day old mashed potato, mm-hmm. and you put flour in it. Oh. My sweet baby Jesus was it good? <laughs> so good. I I mean I've tried. I made them. They're just not as good as my grandma's. Of course not. There's always now, something do you just special. Like make a patty and put flour around it, or do you like mix flour into it? Mix flour into it, mm-hmm. and then you like make patties, but with more flour. Got so it's it. like an actual like. A lot of times you'll get a potato pancake that's shredded potatoes. Yeah, the no, ones she like made those. were mashed potatoes. Yeah. Oh, I might ever say any potato that comes my way. I love me some Cole I Cannon. I prefer. Mm-hmm. Like. You like what? Cole Cannon. So good. What's that? Um, it's just, I believe, potato, like mashed potatoes with cabbage. Um, cabbage in it. I love cabbage. Ooh. I was just thinking. It's just so good. How I love boiled cabbage. Mm, yes. Love. Give it. So Ugh. good. It's that season. Cottage ham on the side or, or some Fun roast. Not roast beef. What am I thinking of? Corn beef. Corn beef. I don't eat anything that has the consistency of lettuce and cabbage is one of those oh items. I will not eat it. Cabbage is so You're missing good. out, dude. My, like, no. my dad will make um, corn, beef and cabbage. corn beef and cabbage with obviously potatoes. Or he'll do cottage ham and cabbage and potatoes and it's just freaking delicious. So delish. But we're getting off topic. Let's talk back Harry Potter. Let's talk back Harry Potter. Um, um, Say you're a Muggleborn and you see that on the wall. Do you want to go home? What's your game plan? <laughs> like, are you flipping out or are you confused? You don't know what it means. Honestly, both. honestly as a Muggleborn, I probably would have no idea what that means and how scared to be. I think as a Muggleborn Slytherin, she'd have issues anyways in her own house. I think that True. just hearing <laughs> what Malfoy said and seeing that, I'd be like, "Well, oh, crap. But, like, I don't trust anything that comes out of that little weasel's mouth. You know what I mean? That's not everybody, though. This is true. Jeez. He's just, like, a little ferret. If you will. Twitchy little ferret. Yeah. Would you have actually gone to his death day party, though? No. You know what I would have done? Called what? in sick. Oh, I'm sorry. I was I sick have no day. pepper up potion. Katie? I was burping up slugs on Would my... I go to the death day party? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, because I'd feel too bad if I didn't. <laughs> but I'd try to, like, peace out real fast. So yeah. I could still eat some of the feast. Meg? No. <laughs> I would have pulled an Irish goodbye. Easy Walked Oh, hard Irish goodbye. Or hard actually, do you, you want to know what I would have done? I would have told him that I would go, but I wouldn't have shown up. Just You're saying. Terrible. That's so mean. I probably would have gone. The guilt would have been too much for my little soul to take. Guys, we are so our houses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, seriously. What would other Ravenclaws do? What do you mean? Well, why don't you ask your listeners? If you're Ravenclawsome, answer this question. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what are some more questions we gonna ask? Mm-hmm. Would you want to come back as a ghost? Mm. No. Nah. No. No. 
Uh, would you have grabbed the letter off Filch's desk and read it? No, nah. but I'm not saying I wouldn't read it. I would have read it like I would have left it where it was and open it and like read it like sneakily. So it doesn't look like it got too misplaced where like Harry picks it up, reads it and throws it back and it's two feet away from where it was. Yeah. I'm stealthier than that. Katie. Mm-mm. Meg. Oh, Megan yeah. probably would have let him walk in while she was still She'd reading. She'd be like, so I see something's happening here. <laughs> I would have been like, what's quick spell? <laughs> <laughs> what's this worth to you? <laughs> would you have brought it up to him if you ever like said some stuff to you? Like if you were if getting he in was trouble? Being mean to me, you, I do. Yeah, would you blackmail him? him? I would be I probably like, would. I'm like, oh, so hmm, how about that quick spell? How's that working out for you? <laughs> Do you know how to hold your wand yet? That's so mean. (laughs) I probably wouldn't have read it. I'd be just sitting in that moth-eating chair. I would have been like, do you know how to hold your wand yet? (laughs) I literally said that two seconds ago. Oh, did you? Have you been here? Like, almost, are you, yeah, are you here? I, like, verbatim, I said that. That's so funny. What was that? Well... Trying to think, what this else is bad. That's my. I'm really tired. Noise. Yeah. Well, this is what happens when y'all want to sing Disney songs. Did you hear that tone? She does that to me all the time. <laughs> would all you have time. brought a death day party gift for him? No. What would you bring? What What, what would, would be a death day party gift? Um, a new uh, tombstone, a ghost perhaps? version of an axe, so he can cut the rest of his head off. <laughs> 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 you oh are such God. an a-hole. You're really no, he would, no, he would love it. Here you go. He Try to make I it wonder, happen. Could that How happen, though? Because he, like, he would love it. Could he become a full beheaded ghost? I don't know. How do you make an axe into a ghost? You kill its spirit. I don't know. These are questions I have, Megan. Can you I wrap it or would it continuously keep coming Find out a dead box? fireman or something. Do you think he would be offended? No, I think woodsman. he'd be happy. I think that'd be the best a, gift a, you could ever Meg. give him. Almost died with a wolf. Would you? With an axe. Would you? Could do you? The with a on- boat. Would you do the honor of? <laughs> do you think I would be able to hold it? Are you sad about Mrs. Norris being cat people? She's kind of mean. I do feel bad that she's tied by her tail. Yeah, like how yeah, did that happen? Feel that. That's pretty crude. Oh. <laughs> What? Are you just, thinking that I something just, else I, is I forget, doing? No, I, I, forget, I, forget, <laughs> I forget that there's someone helping. So you I just think don't. that they tied her up there? Yeah. Who is mean, they? Them, her, her, her him, her, her, for sure. But, Spoiler. What are you, what? What are you questioning? Yeah. I, she, I she painted that crap. No, I, yeah, I know, but. She's tying that tail. I wonder, like. I know, but I feel did like she have to break the Norris tail? didn't. I feel like she put herself in that situation. She put herself. She was walking in tail. She was walking the in the hallway. Bracket. Saw she the reflection. Petrified. Petrified. Oh, see, I am. Girlfriend shows up. Boop boop boop. Are you petrified of being petrified? That's not how I envisioned it going down. Are you worried that the spiders run away? I envisioned like she was a basilisk. I envisioned Mrs. Norris was up there. Like on the thing, like she would be on fire. Watch this cat is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it wasn't lit. I envisioned her up there keeping watch. The water but, comes in. She's looking down, watching, like to see if students did, are doing something. Sees the basilisk in the reflection and gets petrified up there. How would she get tied? Look, she's tied. 
maybe she did that to herself. What? And look, it's no. on fire. Kids don't have thumbs. <laughs> I, I, I Her tail is so magical. I disagree. Wait, you that disagree that cats don't thumbs? have thumbs? I disagree that cats don't have thumbs because there are polydactyl cats. Are they opposable thumbs? Can they move them? Can they grip things with their Rookie hands? Rookie can. So you're telling me oh that your roommate's cat can tie its yes. own tail. <laughs> but think about okay, okay. Think about, think about tying ch- his tail. Ch- children can't tie their shoes, like, and they're they're people. Are you saying cats are stupid? No, I'm saying I'm they saying don't have smart ability. To <laughs> they're not as smart as people. Is Mrs. Norris a polydactyl? I need to know Meg, the answer to this. Meg, Probably not. Meg, it's irrelevant. Why would she tie her own tail to this? And because maybe that is how she keeps watch. <laughs> she swings from torches to watch people? She's mean. She comes dropping down like a ninja? Yeah, she's mean. And she would probably think that that's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to sneak attack them, kids. I'm going to hang myself up from on top of this thing with my tail. And then if they do something bad, boom, I'm going to drop down. But how is she going to quickly get out of that? Because her tail's in a knot. (laughs) It kind of just looks like it's wrapped around there. Oh, God. I don't know if it's actually in a knot. I don't believe that it's in a knot. (laughs) (laughs) So she went from saying, oh, the cat with the thumbs can tie it and a GD knot to being, I don't believe it's in a knot. I'm I'm taking my statements back. It's just twisted around there like she's holding on. What does it say in the book? No, we don't have pictures in this book. No, you're on the wrong chapter. Oh, yeah. I love you, Megan. I think that that is where... Guys, hanging by her tail. Hanging. Doesn't say it's tied in a so knot. what is she, like a friggin' monkey swinging from these things? <laughs> monkey should tie a knot. Can you tell us what you think? Please let us know how you think she got up there. Because we <laughs> she all know... put herself there. Why, why, you're saying, why are you saying this? Because it's because she, she has opposable thumbs. <laughs> That's how she keeps watch. She's hanging up there, waiting for somebody to break a rule so she can swoop down like a ninja cat and be like, <laughs> like a flying squirrel. <laughs> Colin, Phil, you know what that guys, sounds like a dolphin. Yeah, it does. Guys, yeah. let us know. I want to know what, what you guys sound? think. That's what rookie sounds like, and he's a polydactyl. Oh, are you saying that I rookie? Bet you, you just spit all over me. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you. Blame Sarah because she forgot her microphone. You have to share with me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Guys, please let us know because we all know. Let's just be honest. That Megan that, is right. No, Slytherins, I'm not saying. Hold on. Slytherins are I'm always right. I'm also not right. saying that you're wrong. I'm not saying that you're right. (laughs) I want to know what you guys think. How did she get up there? Did the person put her up there? Did she jump? Did she hang out on lighted torch brackets? Wrapped her tail around it real quick and then held on. But isn't there a theory about how she used to be a person, possibly? Oh, I bet you now she knows how to tie her tail. I like to hang by my tail, (laughs) personally. I just want to hear what you guys think because it's a a lot. I love that this conversation is actually happening. Nothing has ever gotten. I think she heated. was put up there. Not Chris Child, not Snape. Nothing has ever been Nothing. as heated as, <laughs> as, as Megan's making second. The only thing that's come close is don't get her started on McGonagall dishing out those or taking away. Why'd you point. bring um, it up? Don't br- no, we're not we're moving those points. Does, what does McGonagall have thumbs when she turns into a cat? Uh, well, yeah, she's a human. So let's talk Maybe about Moaning Myrtle. <laughs> Maybe McGonagall taught 
Mrs. Norris. I don't McGonagall. Her tail. I don't think they like each other. How do you know? It'd be a cat fight. You don't know. You don't know. Oh, Megan. You don't know. Megan needs to go to sleep. I would also like to add that no, no alcoholic beverages have been consumed before this conversation. I do do have a question because I talked about it a little bit beforehand with Moaning Myrtle. Do you think that? um, Do you think that? Her crying when she died, like, affected her crying after death. I just think her life was really sad. I mean, it yeah. said it, she was bullied and Yeah, and, and had no friends. So sad tweet. I think that your ghost representation <laughs> is a... Is, like, a representation of But, like, of what if she died, like, having the best experience of her life? Would she have been a happy ghost? Mm. I don't know what that Fan is. story? I can't think about anything else because I'm just thinking about cats with thumbs and... Katie, you have a cat with thumbs. Yeah, I know, but I don't see him Opposable. tying himself to anything. Opposable. They are. I'm telling you, he picks stuff so, up. This fan story comes from Chanley Cox. Hello. Hi, all. First off, I thought you should know I found your podcast three days ago, which Woo-hoo. this was actually written quite a while ago, so it was longer than, thank you, three days. three days, and just finished your most recent episode. Love, love, love it. I love the lighthearted discussions and hearing all the connections between the books. My family... We love hearing about polydactyl cats in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> My family is made up of some big Harry Potter nerds. We were at Hogsmeade and Universal Studios for open opening day. Whoa. That's sweet. And listening to the four of you is like being home with my siblings again. There are four of us, and we all got sorted into different houses. Secondly, I thought I'd share one of my favorite Harry Potter-related memories. Like I mentioned, my family went to Universal for the opening day of Hogsmeade. We got up around 3 a.m. and got to the park at 4 a.m. I brought Deathly Hallows to keep myself entertained, but ended up reading it aloud to my siblings. They They are a good bit younger than myself and were getting restless. A couple of chapters in, I look up to find myself surrounded by at least a dozen other kids, as well as some adults, all intently listening as I read the last book in the series at 6 a.m. It was just such a beautiful moment, and I thought it really captured the beauty and universality of Harry Potter. Thanks again for bringing a little more light to my day. I remember this story <clears throat> when we first got it. I just love the part that like, they found themselves like looking up, and there's a bunch of people listening. And I just think that's really cool because... I don't know. That's like a moment that I would love to have had. Yeah. Just sitting there and reading Deathly Hallows with a bunch of Potterheads would be great. Yeah, I thought it was really cool because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. proves, as always, that Harry Potter brings people together, you know? Mm-hmm. Even something as simple as waiting in line. Yeah. Bringing us together one cat at a time. <laughs> props, props to them for going opening day. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, amazing. I mean, I remember seeing pictures from that day. Where, like, the line literally went all the way from Hogsmeade out through City Walk. Like, oh, jeez. I mean, it was insane just to get into the area. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, like, a bunch of people are like, I do not want to go. And because it's opening day, but you always have people that go. Right. I just never, like, we. I just haven't heard it from I mean, I would do them. it. Like, they just announced at Disney the opening day of Toy Story Land, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, I want to go that weekend. Oh, but my gosh. it would be crazy. It's going to be insane. When is it, June 30th? Insane yeah. Insane. I think so. Mm-hmm. I want to ride Slinky Dog. It looks, it looks so, so fun. Cute. I don't need to ride it then. I'm very much like, I'll wait till the crowds go away because I don't like hanging yeah. out with many people. I'm waiting for Star Wars, like seriously, like three years yeah. before I'm going to step foot in that area. Mm, it's going to be crazy. I want to stay at that hotel so bad. It looks yeah, awesome. It's going to be amazing. 
Amazing. So, uh, so universal. You should announce a Harry Potter hotel like that. I'm just Gosh, saying. That would be so cool. But if you could just like <gasps> stay at Hogwarts. Think you could yeah. eat every every hotel room gets their own mm-hmm. wand, and you go up to your room and you say hello, Hamora, and your door opens. That'd be really. What cool. if it like yes. set it as you put your key card through? <laughs> Like I mean, seriously, I, I can't cooler. believe cooler, I can't believe that they <laughs> haven't done that yet. Maybe they're working on it. I hope so because that one will be so they, packed. I mean, need, so is the Star Wars one. It's they be. need an answer to the Star Wars hotel, and why the heck not? People have been asking for it. People want it. People will pay for it. Give the people what they want. I want it. <gasps> Universal Studios. I think they could have each like tower. So you could stay in like the Ravenclaw yeah. Tower or the Gryffindor and, like, Tower. Be common rooms. Yes. Oh gosh. Like the, I mean, it would just be. I want it. <gasps> think of like the bedding. Oh my god, it would think look so food, cool, dude. Oh beds yes. In every room. Yes. Yeah, yep. I'm all about that. Mm-hmm. Think of like what their like uh, cafeteria or like their restaurant or whatever would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of the long table. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. If you guys haven't thought about it, call us and we'll help you design it, and then we'll reap money from it, and so we can quit our jobs. I just want a full-time. little portion of it. You know, like just enough to be able to podcast for the rest of my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give us each a million after taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally make that last. I yep. could I could make it last for a while. I'm blowing through that money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So does that take us to the social of medias? Yep. Media of the social people. Make sure to join our group on the Book of Faces to use for discussion on each episode. We have that? You definitely want to make a discussion thread this week on polydactyl cats. <laughs> you guys, I'm sorry. Do have you ever seen a cat with opposable thumbs? Put it on Facebook. I want to know. Send us a video. I want to see a cat Prove pick some stuff up. Me right or wrong? Right. And we also want to know how you feel in general. Like, how did Mrs. Norris get up there? Was she already up there because she's so fancy did with her she tie extra fingers there? and toes? Did she do it? Or did someone? Is else? that how she keeps watch on the students of Hogwarts? She climbs up on these torches and just waits to attack. <laughs> I think it sounds kind of Mrs. Norris-ish. Mitten paws occur when the extra toes are attached to the medial side of the cat's paw, giving it a thumb-like appearance. But while they may resemble a thumb, these extra digits aren't opposable. Oh, well, tell Rookie that. Still owners of such cats report that their kitties have pulled off feet such as opening latches and windows. Yep. That doesn't mean you can hang yourself on a torch. (laughs) (laughs) Let's keep going. Make sure that you like our Facebook page to get all the latest info. We are Swish and Flick Podcast on Facebook or Swish Flick Cast on Twitter and Instagram. You can also join us on Patreon for lots of exclusive content and other surprises. You should. <laughs> our Bow Truckle and Hire patrons get access to the Felix Files. It's amazing. We bring you a special Patreon-only podcast every other week. Our Phoenix-level patrons also get to join us for a super special, awesomely amazing monthly Google Hangout. And you get to be a guest on The Felix Files. So, if that sounds fun or interesting... It's The Felix Files. Make sure you head on over to patreon.com forward slash swish flick cast. And choose your support level. It helps us to be able to keep the podcast going and make us better every single day.
And soon we're going to buy a polydactyl cat and watch it pick things <laughs> you up. You don't need to buy one. I got one. Yeah, but we're going to get our own one. We're going to get our own one. opens stuff. We are going to get our own one who's actually going to write the podcast for us. Can his <laughs> name be Mrs. Norris? <laughs> sure. As long as they write the podcast for us. They're going to type it on our computer. No, we'll name him Swisher. No, the oh, other no, one. Yeah. Swisher. This one will be Flicker. Be flicker. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, no all right guys <laughs> that concludes this week's episode thanks for bearing with us uh, yeah. i'm sorry so thank you so much for don't listening don't let the polydactyls get you down <laughs> and don't let the muggles get you down <gasps> amazing just <Jump in> my voice <laughs> edit her out because i hate her Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.